Uh, the word that I have today is not going to be long, but you, because there was so much, I believe, that was released even in the midst of our worship. Uh, but I do want to talk a little bit as far as for what, uh, you know, meeting, meeting, meeting the Lord on the floor when God says meet me on the floor. And so really it's just talking about, uh, you know, just being having lives that are prostrate, lives that are prostrate before him. Amen. And so uh, when God just started dealing with me in this regard, he says, hey, meet me on the floor, meet me on the floor. And not that I hadn't been on the floor before, but it was something in regards about this invitation that was very intentional of God being able to say that. And so uh, I'm in expectation, and I know that there's so many things uh, that take place on the floor. <laughs> there's so many things that happen on the floor. That's why God said, hey, I want you to meet me on the floor. And so we'll spend some time, you know, just talking about that. But today specifically, I just want to talk about uh, being grounded vessels. And it's kind of a play on words there, but we want to be grounded vessels, grounded vessels. And so uh, beginning with the thought, talking about being prostrate and in the midst, not making a whole big social commentary. But one thing that God was reminding me uh, in particular, he was like, hey, you know what? Your power is not in protest. <laughs> your power is not in protest, son, but your power is in being prostrate. Oh, so somebody just say right now, my power is in being prostrate. My power is in living prostrate. That's where his power is found. His power is found in being prostrate before him. <laughs> and I want you to turn with me right now in John chapter 4. Uh, John chapter 4. And we're just going to look at uh, four verses. This is going to be our main text, our only text for the day. But John chapter 4, something that we're familiar with. But John chapter 4, verses 20 through 24. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, as well, and then I'll share with you just another translation uh, that is different. But you know, Jesus is the answer. <laughs> Jesus is the answer for for anything that we might find ourselves, uh, what we might be dealing with. But John chapter four, verse twenty through twenty-four. Again, he's meeting with this this woman, and he's having this conversation. And so she says, "This our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem." In this place where one ought to worship, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship. Someone just say right now, I know who I worship <laughs> for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is. I love when Jesus says that. But the hour is coming and now is. Somebody just say now is. Now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in what? Spirit and what? Truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. And I'll stop at verse 24. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Glory to God. And so we bless God for his word. And so, again, I'm, I'm not going to be real long or be even real deep about this part right here, but I just want to kind of highlight. And if you can, if you can underline, if it's not already highlighted or underlined, because I know some of you got your Bibles marked up. I love it. But you can highlight wherever you see worship, 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 worship within those four verses. Worship. You can underline it, highlight it. And so that word in the Greek, worship, is an um, uh, the way that I pronounce it is proskuneo or proskuneo. And so 
in that context, it's interesting because sometimes we might, might think of worship in a certain type of way, but often worship, uh, not that it's legalistic, but I do want to share, often worship, and even prayer, but often worship is, is, is actually, we just see the word worship, but it, it connotates, the connotation has a position. It has a position connected to it. And so in the Greek, it talks about kneeling or bowing down, which you saw in the, what, what, what I demonstrated in the midst of worship uh, that we had this morning. And so it means bowing in reverence or, you know, just out of respect before the Lord. And so uh, there's another translation that I came across. Uh, it's not very popular. I stumbled across it uh, just, uh, you know, just actually reading an article. But now when you think about that word uh, worship, now I want you to picture inside, picture in your mind and picture in your heart bowing down. Because it's that low kind of bow down that you saw, that low bow down uh, where your head is almost at your knees for those that can do that. Or another illustration or another example of that worship, that proskuneo, is when you're just laid straight all the way out. <laughs> Almost like a Superman type of position where you're just laid all the way out, your forehead getting that carpet burn. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, somebody. There's got to be a generation that is coming and now is that, that will know to worship the Lord in spirit and truth and worshiping the Lord in prostrate. And so uh, we, we wanna, I want to read this again uh, in this other translation. It was called the Heritage Bible, uh, but I found it very interesting how it reads. And so um, you can just listen. And so it says this, verse 20, Our fathers prostrated themselves in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where it is the binding to prostrate ourselves. Jesus says to her, woman, believe me that the hour comes when you will absolutely not in this mountain, nor yet in Jerusalem, prostrate yourselves to the Father. You prostrate yourselves to what you absolutely do not know. We prostrate ourselves to the one we see because salvation is out of the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will prostrate themselves. I got to say that again. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will what? Prostrate, <laughs> bow down in honor, lay before the Lord themselves to the Father in the spirit and in the truth. Also because the Father seeks such to prostrate themselves to him. God is spirit and those prostrating themselves to him are bound to prostrate themselves to him in spirit and in truth. And so it's that prostrate, that position, that laying before the Lord that, that God says, hey, you know what? I'm seeking that. I'm seeking that. I'm looking for those that will prostrate themselves, for those that will humble themselves before me. Because practicing being prostrate, once you do that, you know that there is power in the submission. It's a position of submission. It's a coming under the mission. Being prostrate, being bowed down before the Lord, saying, God, you know what? Your agenda, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Woo! That's going to be key. We're going to talk about it. On earth, that is that it is in heaven. And you can point to yourself and say, on earth, as it is in heaven. And so contrary to some belief, being prostrate doesn't mean that I'm just tucking my head in the sand because there's a whole bunch of trouble and stuff that I want to deal with going on. So I'm just going to tuck my hand in the sand. That's not what being prostrate is. Being prostrate is power that is connected to it. 
That's where our power comes from. Our power comes from being submitted. Our authority comes from being prostrate and submitted before the Lord. Glory to God. And so being prostrate in the body first means little to nothing if we're not prostrate in the heart first. I'm going to say that again. Because you could be you could be in some environments and especially in corporate gatherings where, where people might be prostrate. But if their heart isn't prostrate, then their physical action means nothing. And so this is the life. This is our lifestyle. This is our heart. And so it's being submitted and prostrate and paying homage to the Lord. And so uh, with the illustration, you know, the one thing that I believe the Lord just kind of shared with me. Uh, he says this, he's like, hey, you know what? I want you and I want, want the saints. Uh, what he's looking for, he's looking for grounded vessels. <laughs> when he says, meet me on the floor, he's like, look, I want you to be grounded. And then now I'm developing more and more of a habit uh, when the Lord speaks to me. Uh, I, I, I'm trying not to run off assuming that I know what he means. <laughs> so I'm saying, okay, Lord, what does that mean? Tell me more about that. What does it mean to be, to be grounded? And then he had me just kind of walk through from the illustration of electricity. Electricity. And so for, for those that understand electricity, and some might be watching or listening, some might not have any clue. I'll try to do the best I can to explain a little bit of the concept to you. But electricity is a current. We know that it's power, but it's a current. And so uh, if it is not grounded... If it's not grounded, you know, that, that, that current, that electricity uh, can do damage throughout the home. And so, uh, and grounding is something that is, is, it could be a metal or some type of whatever instrument, whatever, that is actually connected to the earth. <laughs> that is connected to the earth to kind of help diffuse or direct. And so uh, there's some things when I was just even looking at this, when God was saying, hey, you know what? I want you to be a grounded vessel. That's part of meeting him on the floor. So being grounded, when he's saying, look, I want you to be grounded, he's, take those two thoughts together, being grounded, uh, meaning connected to him, but then grounded also meaning being prostrate. So when he says, meet me on the floor, I want you to be grounded. And we've even heard this before, people that are just grounded in truth uh, or just have a grounded uh, disposition means that they are solid. So God says, hey, I want you to be grounded, but being grounded in that aspect comes from being prostrate before the Lord. So the first thing, uh, I came across this article uh, from this organization called Platinum Electricians, uh, but it talks about the importance of being grounded electricity-wise. And so when you hear electricity, think power. And when you think power, think power of the Lord. But number one, uh, the importance of being grounded, and for us being grounded, and I'm going to give the uh, electrical side, but then the spiritual implication for this. But being grounded offers protection against electrical overload. So in an electronic sense, it says this, one of the most important reasons for grounding electrical currents is that it protects your appliances, your home, and everyone in it from surges in electricity. If lightning was to strike or the power was to surge at your place for whatever reason, this produces dangerously high voltages of electricity in your electrical system or in your system. And it says if your electrical system is grounded, all of that excess electricity will go into the earth rather than frying everything connected to your system. And so uh, with this principle illustration, one thing that I saw, being prostrate, being prostrate, being grounded before the Lord helps you from being overloaded by the worries and cares of life. Being prostrate before the Lord, because guess what? 
People who worship don't worry. And people who worry can't worship. <laughs> I got to say that again. People who worship don't worry. But people who worry can't worship. So the Lord is saying, hey, recall, I don't want you worried. I don't want you worried. Of course, there's news and there's reports of all kinds of news and all kinds of reports. The Lord is saying his, saying this, be grounded. Don't become overloaded. Don't become overloaded. I want to protect you. I want you to be grounded. I want you to be prostrate so I can protect you from the overload that will come because life will come to overload you and wear you out. Apostle says this, life doesn't come to give you life. It comes to take it. And so, uh, again, so God says, hey, I, I want this protection. I want you to be uh, grounded. So someone just say right now, say, I am protected in my prostration against overload. Say it again. Say, I am protected in my prostration against overload. Woo! That's good. That's number one. Number two, being grounded. Helps direct electricity. So it says this. Here's the fact in regards to this for the electrical fact. Having your electrical system grounded means you will be making it easy for power to be directed straight to whatever you to to wherever you need it, allowing electrical currents to safely and efficiently travel throughout your electrical system, meaning that now, you know, if the home is, is able to direct different parts of the house. And so it helps direct electricity or power. Here's the, here's the principle in that regards. People in society today are on a power trip. <laughs> they are power tripping. People be power tripping and, and, and whatever. Sometimes it could be power tripping for an activity in families. People power trip and, and the whole nine in, in businesses and government. People power trip. We see it. People power tripping all the time. But we as believers, as we're grounded, we want to direct power. And so it says this, one of the things about being grounded, uh, that there has to be something that's kind of neutral to kind of help direct it. And so for us, uh, we, we want to be neutral, not, not taking sides of this person's side or that person's side. But we're on the side of truth. We're on the side of truth. That's how we prostrate ourselves in spirit and in truth. And so another thing about electricity, you have something that is a hot wire. And how many of y'all know some people that have a hot wire temperament or a hot wire personality? But what we want to do, we want to stay grounded to kind of help direct the flow of the power and that we know that the power all belongs to him and it comes from him. But again, we want to help direct this power so that way we know that who this needs to go to. Jesus told his disciples when they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven? And Jesus said, hey, you don't know what spirit you're of. I want you to direct this power. I want you to guide this power properly. Amen. So again, someone just say right now, say, me being prostrate is helping me to direct the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, so now when we, when we go into the and then when we know how to call down fire, we know how to direct it. <laughs> and we're not just, boom, burning people up, amen, but restoring people. Third thing, that, uh, that be, the importance of being grounded. It says it stabilizes voltage levels. So here's the electrical fact, and I'll say it again. It stabilizes voltage levels. So the electrical fact says this. 
A grounded electrical system also makes it easier for the right amount of power to be distributed to all the right places, which can play a huge role in helping to ensure circuits aren't overloaded or blown. And it says this, the earth provides a common reference point for the many voltage sources in an electrical system. System. And so this is similar to number two, but here's the principle connected to this. Yielded vessels don't abuse their authority or power. We as believers, we don't abuse our authority or power. We are grounded because I believe people that abuse their power, they don't know who they are. And first of all, they don't know who he is first. Because when we know who he is, we know not to think more highly than we ought to. But God keeps us in proper perspective. The Holy Spirit, again, he grounds us in spirit and in truth. Glory to God. But it helps level uh, the voltage. So, in other words, we're not people that have zeal without knowledge. (laughs) But God balances us. But then he makes sure in the midst of balance that we still have the current of his strength. Amen. Number four. Earth, it says this. The importance of being grounded, it says this, that earth is the best conductor. And then here's the electrical fact. One of the reasons why grounding helps to keep you safe is because the earth is such a great conductor. (laughs) And because excess electricity will always take the path of least resistance. By grounding your electrical system, you are giving it somewhere to go other than into you possibly saving your life. So that's in a dangerous sense where if electricity hits the ground first, then that can be a good thing. But then, uh, because what, 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 what it'll do is find the least, least path of resistance. But then in a, in a principal sense, as far as for a spiritual sense, God's saying this, look, I want my power. I want to make sure that you are connected to me, but make sure that you are offering the least past, the least path of resistance. That's the importance of giving God that yes. Saying, Lord, I am not resisting you. I'm not resisting your presence. I'm not resisting your power. So that way, when when you touch me, when you encounter me, I am not resisting you. (laughs) Come on, somebody just say, Lord, yes. Lord, yes. See, this part of meeting me on the floor, I believe that God is saying, hey, you know, I want to encounter you in some new and some fresh ways. But I want some people to say, to give me a fresh yes. And so to even in our worship, being prostrate and being submitted, saying, God, God, I'm offering you the path of least resistance. Use me, Lord. I'm keeping my flesh under because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we're keeping our flesh under so that way the power of God can flow. The power of God can flow. And then the fifth thing. The importance of being grounded, it says it prevents damage or injury and death in an electrical sense. But the fact, it says without properly grounded electrical system, you are risking any appliances you have connected to your system being fried beyond repair. It says in the worst case scenario, an overload of power can even cause a fire to start, risking not just extensive property and data loss, but physical injury as well. And so the principle, people who aren't grounded in his realities and in his character and power will cause death or separation of people from truth. And so when you think about it, even in the illustration, there was this one sorcerer who saw the apostles flowing in power. 
And then he says this. He's like, hey, how much does that power cost? I want to buy that. And then Peter was like, look, Paris, you cannot buy this. You can't buy this. You can't buy this. Because other words, if you think that the power of God is something that you can just pay for, no, 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 no. It's a different cost. Then you'll wind up causing damage to other people. And the Lord's saying, hey, you know what? You got to be grounded in my spirit and in truth. You have to be prostrate. You have to be submitted. You have to be laid out. Everything that you have has to be laid out before me in spirit and truth. Guess what? You can't hide from the Lord. That's one of the beautiful things about being prostrate and being laid out and saying, God, look, everything belongs to you. Everything is yours. You see everything. <laughs> you see everything. And there's so many things that take place in being prostrate before the Lord. So many things, so many answers that you're looking for happens by being prostrate in the Lord. Glory to God. And I want to finish with this thought because when you think about it, his presence you know, in the Old Testament went from being untouchable and his power in the Old Testament went from being untouchable to being touchable in the New Testament. You remember when they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant and it was falling and this, uh, this gentleman, you know, they reached out to touch it and, you know, they, they died. But then <laughs> in the New Testament, Jesus is walking on his way to bring forth healing and deliverance. But then a woman with the issue of blood reached out and touched him and Jesus felt virtue flow. Ah, he felt virtue flow and said, who touched me? Why? Thank God, because now we have we have someone who showed us what it means to live a grounded life, someone who was a grounded vessel. So that way the power can flow. He's on his way to heal. He's carrying the current of heaven, the power of God. But because he was grounded in spirit and in truth, I believe I this person believe when he prayed, he was prostrate. But it was also in his life. He was submitted before the Lord. And that's why he was full of the Holy Ghost and of power. Because he lived, he was a grounded vessel. He lived a prostrated life. And so I believe today God said, hey, meet me on the floor because I want my body to live like this, to live like Christ. To be grounded so that way as we move about. Isn't it, isn't it amazing now how society is, quote unquote, going touchless? And they're causing, you know, distance, you know, physical distance. But God saying, hey, you know, what? I got something. If my people are grounded, my people meet me on the floor. I got something to release because uh, I believe God is creative. He, he's like, look, <laughs> you don't have to physically touch them. I can use your shadow too. <laughs> ah, come on. There's some fresh encounters that God has for us. He's like, look, you don't even have to physically touch them. When you just pass by them in the store with your mask on, guess what? Your shadow. Woo! Your shadow, but stay prostrated, stay connected to me, so that way this flower, that way this power can flow. That way this power can flow. So I encourage you, we're going to meet him in these living, we're going to be living rooms. We're going to be living rooms. <laughs> we're going to be living rooms. Oh, <laughs> we're going to be the living room. We're going to be the living room. Come on. Ah, somebody say right now, use me, Lord. Someone say, Lord, I am connected. Someone just declare right now, say, I am a grounded vessel. Someone say it again, I am a grounded vessel. Glory to God. Glory to God. So be in expectation of encounters today. Be in expectation of encounters this week. I, and again, I'm not saying this legalistically, but I want to encourage you. Two things that I want to encourage you to practice. Two things. 
two things I want to encourage you that I've been given to encourage you to practice. One, if for those that can, then you just believe God because some might be dealing with, and I believe uh, that there's going to be some healing if some people have been dealing with some, some, some back issues or knee issues, but you have it in your heart saying, Lord, I want to be, I, I, Lord, I already want to live prostrate in my heart, but Lord, I want to be on my knees and lay out before you. Guess what? God says, hey, you know what? I will give you the desire of your heart. Mm. You know what? Because it was supposed to be raining today. That was supposed to be the weather. I got to give you this one bit. It was supposed, that was supposed to be the weather. What do you see behind me? Do you see the sun shining? One thing, Prophet, you know, she encouraged me just even yesterday when we were setting some things up. She was like, hey, you know what? Because we knew that it was supposed to be raining. But she was like, hey, you know, you could just start, you know, disrupting that right now. And so one thing that I did, it was this morning, early this morning, I got up. Y'all remember Elijah when he prayed for rain? I used the same format, but I just prayed for it not to rain. And so I just got down on my knees, and I just bowed all the way down, and it was very interesting. It was very interesting. I was like, Lord, Lord, I ask right now uh, that it not rain, that I ask right now. And then the Lord was like, well, how long do you don't want it to rain? I was like, um, the whole day. I was like, you know, just let it just be overcast. And so I did it seven times, but I realized as I was doing it each time, my prayer started changing because then I was like, Lord, I thank you. Then I was like, Lord, I decree and declare that it shall not rain. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your spirit. That's what I said. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of your spirit. And I just bowed down seven times and just said these different things. And then, uh, sure, sure enough, when I was leaving from where I was at, I saw a couple of drops. And the Lord was like, hey, but what did you say? He's like, what do you believe for? And I was like, Lord, I remember. I'm believing what I said. He was like, okay. And it was amazing. As I started uh, coming towards this, this home, I started seeing a change in the weather. And then as soon, as soon as we started beginning, uh, I even told Minister Marlena, and I'm just looking out the window. I'm like, man, Lord, I asked for it not to rain. I wasn't expecting the sun. Oh! But he says this, hey, you know what? You just asked me, and I'm going to give you the sun. Come on, somebody. So I just say all that to say this. I actually practice that position. I just put my head between my, my knees just like Elijah and I just prayed seven times, not that it's a formula, but hey, if, guess what? If, 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 if God did it before, he can use it again if he's instructing you to do it. So I said, Lord, seven times, and I'm just looking out, excuse me for turning my back, but I'm just looking out. We got the sun shining. It is gorgeous. So again, for those that can practice in his presence, being prostrate, if you can bow down with your knees bowed down, or if you can lay all the way out, just practice being prostrate in the presence of the Lord. That's number one. And then last thing, number two, uh, incorporate a new vocabulary. Because I gave the illustration of electricity. And so next time, if there is a storm, it ain't happening right now. <laughs> but if there is a storm and in the home the lights go out, this is the new vocabulary, the new thinking that I want you to have. This is something that I've adopted, that we've adopted in our household. Don't say, uh, if the lights go out, don't say, oh, man, the power's out. Don't say that. Say, oh, the electricity is out. What is the difference? Because you have the power. The electricity can go out, but that ain't power. Oh, it's the Holy Spirit. And so we just do that uh, in our household. If the lights go out, it's like we just say, Lord, we thank you for the electricity coming back. But we have power. Glory to God. So somebody just say, in you, Lord, I have power. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to stay grounded. We're going to be prostrate before the Lord, and we're going to be protected against overload. 
We're going to be prostrated. We're going to be grounded in the Lord, and we're going to be able to direct his power as he leads us because the Holy Spirit seeks those who worship him in spirit and truth, and the spirit of truth guides us into all truth, remember? And as we are prostrate and grounded before the Lord, we're going to stabilize. It's going to be balanced, (laughs) and we're not going to be uh, frying people. (laughs) We're not going to abuse the power. Uh, Number four, we're going to be yielded vessels. Come on, we're going to be yielded vessels, not resisting his power. And then number five, uh, there's going to be, we're not going to be religious, but we're going to be prostrate and worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. And that's what keeps us grounded. So you don't have to be, God says, hey, I don't want you to be too too high, too haughty, but definitely don't be low with the low self-esteem. Be grounded, prostrate in his presence. 